All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Bobcast is back after a week off. We are back in a good place, kind of, somewhat, but we are rolling along. This week, we got a good one. We will start off with the fastest two minutes slash seven minutes going over last week's NFL scores. We will go over the results of our league last week, followed up by my Brad Stinks segment. Oh, we got a good one. A little bit of info over to Elliot. He's been waiting for this all week, so I can't wait to drop that bomb on him. And then we'll go into next week's matchup. So without further ado, let's get this puppy rolling. Let's go, NFL week number seven. We had a monster week. Let's start out with the Thursday night stinker of the NFC East. Giants versus Eagles. It was back and forth. Giants go as good old Daniel Jones breaking out for a run. But man, he face planted it as the Giants. As the limping Eagles somehow pulled this out with 12 points in the fourth quarter to take a lead in the NFC East at 2-4-1. Yikes. 22-21 Eagles. Next, we go to the Lions Falcons. The Falcons find a way to lose as Todd Gurley falls into the end zone accidentally. But we are we sure it was accidentally with new footage and audio coming out with him being told not to and still doing it. He also has a contract bonus for touchdowns. Yikes. The Lions still come back and win it 23-22. The Falcons fall to 1-6. Lions sneaky at 3-3. Three three. We'll see if they can continue. Next, we go to the Browns and the Bengals. We had the battle for Ohio. Browns going head to head to head with two number one picks going at it. Baker Mayfield finally shows up taking it 37-34. Even with Odell Beckham going out with a season ending injury. The Browns now stand at five and two. Bengals going for another high pick at five, one, five, and one. Next, we go to the game of the week. Steelers versus Titans. Two undefeated teams. Steelers race out to a monster lead, 24-3. But the Titans make a furious comeback all the way to the end to tie it 24, or go down 24-27. Then the Titans, for the winning kick, kick just Drakowski misses another one. They fall to the Steelers 27-24. Steelers move to 6-0. Looking like the best, one of the best teams against Kansas City in the league. Next, we go to the NFC South Battle of the Panthers versus Saints. They were going back and forth. Neither team really looking like they wanted it. But Drew Brees looked like he was back to his former self somewhat. 287 yards, 2 TDs as the Saints win 27-24. Next, Bills, Jets. Bills sleepwalking through this part of schedule. But luckily, the Jets are really, really bad. Scoring no points in the second half. The Bills managed to pull this one off 18-10. Oh boy, are the Cowboys burning. 
We love it against the Washington football team. They were able to do nothing as they continue to lose, lose, and lose. Washington football team wins 25-3. to The Cowboys are an absolute disaster. And it is glorious to see Washington football teams move to 2-5. and The Cowboys 2-5, and but the Cowboys are about to be a lot worse than that. Next, Packers-Texans. Packers come back in a big way after their first loss, 35-20, to as Devontae Adams goes screaming 196 yards and two TDs. Buccaneers-Raiders, it was a back and forth up until the fourth quarter, and then Tom Brady looks like TB12 is working. He led 21 points in that fourth quarter, four TDs. 369 yards to beat the Raiders 45-20 as the Buccaneers move to 5-2 and and the Raiders 2-3-3. Next, we have our first snow game of the year, but that didn't stop the Chiefs. They just kept moving the ball down the field. The offense really wasn't even that great, but they still put up 43 against the Broncos, 43-16. Chiefs are now 6-1, sitting right behind in the number two spot in the AFC, behind the the Steelers. Next, 49ers Patriots. The Patriots dynasty is over. They got crushed. They look terrible. Cam Newton's arm is about to fall off as the 49ers are figuring things out as injuries look like they're going to derail their year. Not so fast when you got a good coach. 49ers win 33-6. 49ers now at 4-3. Patriots move to a 4-2. Next, out in L.A., Herbert was able to finally pull off his first win as a starter. 347 yards, three TDs against the Jaguars, 39-29. Minshew mania looks over as Baker Minshew was just announced with three fractures in his right thumb. It looks like he is going to be out a while. It looks like the Jaguars are now in the hunt for Trevor. Then we had a wild Sunday night game, Cardinals-Seahawks. Cardinals jump out to an early lead. Look like they're going to pull away with it, but the Cardinals coming back in a big way. DK Metcalf with maybe the play of the year running down a touchdown to save a field goal, making the win possible. The Cardinals win 37-34. They move to 5-2, the Seahawks 5-1. Finally, we have the Bears versus Rams, and it looks like Big Dick Nick is being Big Dick Nick in the middle of the year. He looked terrible. 261 yards, two interceptions. Meanwhile, the Rams just slowly chipped away for a 24-10 win. The Rams lose a 5-2. The Bears are 5-2 well, but the Bears look like a fake 5-2. Two. That is right. That is this week's seven results. Let's go on to our league's results. All right, we had a big week last night, setting up a lot of our standings. We had some big matchups, and I am going to start out with one of the biggest of the top in our league. It was Mad Cap 81 versus Elliot Nelson. Let's get into it. This ended up being an absolute blowout. Mad Cap 150 to 114. 
15. The big winner coming on the Madcap side was Tom Brady with 44 points. Tyler Boyd, another 22. And a solid 23 from DJ Moore. It was a nice big route right up there. Meanwhile, on the other side, Elliot Nelson was really only two points off of his projected points. With that said, Carson Wentz put up a solid 32. Calvin Ridgery, a solid 17. Goodwin, 19. The big hole was right there at Kelsey with with only four points. You go down the bench and Joe Burrow, that would have been 40 as well. But no matter what happened, it wouldn't have been enough. 150 is going to be the high score of the week. Congratulations, Madcap, to move to 5-2 while Elliot Nelson moves to 4-3. All right, let's get this crap over with. I have a podcast versus Avery's team. Even in stinkers, I can't win. Even when I have a chance, I can't win. This fantasy season sucks. I hate it. It's stupid. I hate it. I hate it. Avery's team wins 78-71. I move to 1-6. Avery's team to 4-3. I don't even know how to describe it. Cam Newton getting pulled for only two in the first quarter at 2 Point eight points. That is a major problem. That is unbelievable. I mean, he could have just if he had played a full game, he could have gotten another six points. Another he would have he would have covered the gap. He would have gotten eight points. It is brutal. This season sucks. I hate it. I hate everything about it. There's nothing I can do, and I I'm going to end up buying this effing meal. So. From there, let's go. Lambo Leapers to get woke. Actually, Lambo Leapers was the high score of the week with the blowout of the week. 154 to 107 against Get Woke. Get Woke moves to 1 and 6. Lambo Leapers to 6 and 1. Even though Justin Herbert put up 44 points, the rest of Lambo Leapers or uh, Get Woke couldn't do it, especially when Miles Sanders ruled out before the game was not paid attention to. And we got a big old fat zero there and another zero from Fells. So, Coach Brad, good luck with that. You were supposed to coach him through this week. Thank you. And then we go to the Lambo Leapers. Absolutely dominating Kyler Murray. Another 44-point game. Brown, another 24 points on top of that. And McLaurin on Washington football team's big day, another 18. It all added up for 154. Congratulations, Lambo Leapers. Now sitting at 6-1. and one. Next, Neil Dupre not play against May, Matt's Majestic team. Neil Dupre not play. Thir- 135 to 113 for the win. Mahomes, not a very good week, but when you have 35 points from Tyler Lockett. That'll do it for you. Meanwhile, on the other side, we had Garoppolo only putting up 9 points. Even with DeAndre Hopkins in 19, it was a mediocre performance throughout there from that. And Neil Dupre not play, putting up solid points uh, going through. There's nothing really that notable. San Francisco's defense, 17 points. That will do it. 135 to 113, Neil Dupre not play. Four and three, Matt's Majestic Team moving to three and four. After that, we go to Big Burrow and Steel versus the Honeymooners. Big Burrow and Steel, 135 to 106. 
Aaron Rodgers put up 30.5 points. Man, it was a big quarterback week this week. Josh Allen only 16, but when you have Robinson and Jacksonville being the workhorse with 29 points and Devontae Adams putting up 38, that will pull you across the finish line. Todd Gurley, that garbage touchdown he wasn't supposed to score, even putting up 21 points was the big bright spot there for the Honeymooners. But Big Burrow and Steele able to put together a solid week. Another Rams defense, 15 points. And that moves Big Burrow and Steele to 5-2. and two. Honeymooners to 1-6. and six. Next, we go to the champ versus Blixen. The champ starting to all of a sudden find something here out of nothing. With a 126 to 101 against Blixum. The big win coming from Russell Wilson at 38 points. Uh, Johnson with another 24 points for Pittsburgh. And Edmonds with Drake now being hurt. Another 18 points. That was big moves right there for the champs. Meanwhile, Blixum, Sean Watson put up 28. And Kareem Hunt another 17. But it wasn't much there. Waller 14 and a big zero from Odell Beckham who is now out for the year that hurts big for Blixum both teams moving to four and three and right in the playoff hunt let's go to the league overview right now it is very contested at number one we have Lambo Leapers at the best record at six and one and 860 points that puts you second in points only behind Blixum uh, for points scored, congratulations, Lambo Leapers sitting at one. Number two, Big Bar on Steel with 847 points at five and two. The other five and two team being Madcap 81, five and two with 820 points. At number four, we have the first four and three team at Blixum, 862 points. Followed by number five, Neil Dupre, not play, four and three at 856 points. Number six, we have at four and three, Elliot Nelson at 828 points, now scored, and followed by Avery's team at seven at 809 points. The last four and three team is the champ, sitting at four and three somehow with the low scoring points of the league, 651 points sitting at that eight spot, all still very much in the hunt. Followed by number nine, Matt's Majestic team at three and four, 714 points. Next at number 10, I have a podcast one and six, 779 points. 11 Honeymooners, one and six, 738 points. Get woked, one and six at 688 points. Let's look at our playoffs right now. The, we have the number one seed with the first round by Lambo Leapers. At number two with the first round by Big Burrow and Steel. We then go to our three and six matchup. Madcap 81 versus Elliot Nelson. Then we go to our four and five matchup. Blixum versus Neil Dupre, not play. So that is where we stand now. Let's go to our Brad Stink segment. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have our favorite segment of the week, and it is Brad Stinks. And we are going back to the F1. Really, this might be just turning into an F1 segment, but who freaking cares? Because we are going off the hook. And I want to start with Portugal last week, the Portuguese Grand Prix. Partly because it was one of the more historic moments in all sports, and it's not being talked about. F1 is one of the more premier, and I've learned about this over the last year, and I think many of you have, premier racing sports in the world. It is one of the hardest to compete in, and it's one of the hardest to dominate. And last week, we really have a absolute GOAT conversation, as Lewis Hamilton has won his 92nd race ever to break the record. The the other person had 91 and the next closest is at 56. It is an unheard record. He is still in his 30s and he is still going. And I want to visit this because it's not just the number of wins. He has now won eight, eight driving championships in his lifetime. There is no one that has ever done that. He continues to dominate and... If many will say it's because he's on the Mercedes team and has a better car. Last week, with the same car, he actually was passed by Valtteri Bottas, his teammate, on his second lap. He then passed him and ended up beating him by 30 seconds. That is a massive gap and just shows how dominant he is. It is unbelievable to watch. I know many, many of you will will get annoyed by how he, uh, how he vocally is about his politics, about uh, his viewpoints, and what he wants to do. But when you are the best in the world at one of the hardest sports to be in, you can do whatever the hell you want. And I think many would agree is when you're in a position that you have no one to be accountable to. You can do it, and he has earned it, and it is unbelievable. He is the race champion of the world. He is the world record holder, and I believe we still go up through November in races. He still has three or four more wins in him, and he is going to tack on another driving championship on top of that. We won't get into the other uh, racing teams as there's lots of news as Haas also told both drivers this week they're going to let let them go that Perez is still in limbo and it looks like Red Bull is look, looking to let go of Alex Albon and Nico Hershenberg and uh and Sergio Perez are in the wings waiting to see if they're going to be Max Verstappen's teammate as Red Bull looks to take the next step and looking for the driver as Alex Albon has not been the answer. Next week, we head to Turkey for one of the biggest races of the year. I have no idea how it's going to turn out, but my hunch is because Botas was really butthurt over last week. I would not be surprised if he pulls this out at number one, Lewis Hamilton at number two, coming off a very emotional week, and my number three coming in to hit 
hit the podium, Sergio Perez. He was driver of the week last week. He had some unfortunate breaks and came all the way back to seventh to score. And I am going to put him at the number three. If you can bet, put money on it. That, I think, Racing Point has an unbelievable car. They're going to be the third team this year uh, in the standings. Also, I would also bet... uh, uh, we're going to have a Ferrari up in the top five. Ferrari looks like they're getting their, their crap together. Is definitely not Sebastian Vettel. He continues to sc- struggle. Uh, Senyas is going to be in the top five, so that would be another great money. Uh, if you're able to bet on it, throw some money on there as well. Now, let's go to the news that Elliot has been waiting for. Good old Michael Thomas. He has one of the largest contracts as a wide receiver. He has been a dominant wide receiver the last couple years. He got hurt in one of the first weeks, and it's been drama ever since. He hasn't played a game since week one. It has been back and forth. He looked like he was about to come in and then was suspended for punching a teammate in the face. We've heard many of these stories, and it's all come back just in the heat of the moment. What's going on? Well, there's a new nickname on the Saints team of what I have read and heard that is going around. If you look at Michael Thomas's uh, handle on his Instagram and his Twitter, it's called Can't Guard Mike. (laughs) At Can't Guard Mike. Well, his new nickname is Can't Stand Mike. Apparently, he, everyone, hates him. He is despised on the team. Guys don't like him. They don't want to be around him. And there have been some major arguments with him and Sean Payton. They have been seen arguing on the sideline at practices. He doesn't like what's going and there's some serious friction there. Now, people are saying they don't want to trade him. These nagging injuries are there. When you have a talent like that, you don't want to get rid of it. But it is a problem and is now coming out, especially after the altercation. We will see what this looks like. It is not a great look for Michael Thomas and not a great great signs from the Saints that could use a little boost on offense, especially for an aging uh, Drew Brees. But that is the news, is Michael Thomas has some serious chemistry problems. Uh, Guys don't like him, and that nickname has spread throughout the team and now is leaked to the media, which wasn't supposed to happen, and we will go from there. So you're welcome, Elliot. Good luck with that. Let's move to next week's predictions. Let's get to next week right now. We got a big week. We are in the final stretch here. Let's uh, go actually to the schedule just to, uh, I know this is always fun. Let's go to the schedule to see how many more weeks we have of the regular season. We are week eight. We finish at week 13 before the playoffs. So this is really going to start defining of where what we're going what our playoffs are going to look like and also remember for those not in the playoffs how you're seated 
for the loser bracket, loser has to buy food next year, which it, it can get pretty pricey. So let's uh, keep that in mind. So let's start with Madcap81 versus Get Woked. We have Madcap81 being projected at 112, Get Woked projected at 101. Uh, it looks like we have all positions filled uh, and a lot of buys on the bench. I'm going with Madcap to win this. I think Get Woke's team, uh, Mo Miles Sanders is listed to play right now. Keep an eye on that to see if it actually happens. It is against Dallas, so that could be big. I love Justin Herbert. Uh, Tom Brady against the Giants, so that could be another 44-point game. I'm going Madcap 81 to move to 6-2 and two, and Get Woke to move to 1-7. and seven. Next, we go to Matt's Majestic Team versus Elliot Nelson. Uh, we have a uh, four and three team versus going three and four as both are fighting for their playoff hopes. Right now, it's projected Matt's Majestic Team 106, Elliot Nelson at 112. It looks like both teams are fighting buys throughout, a lot of zeros on the bench. Uh, and we will go from there. Lamar Jackson is back this week, except he is versus Pittsburgh. 27 points projected, but Pittsburgh's defense is solid. I don't love that. Also, Joe Mixon against Tennessee. Uh, well, I actually, their defense is not very good. Meanwhile, on the other end, Carson Wentz. He might not be good, but he puts up points, especially against Dallas's water defense. I think that's going to be huge. I don't love James Conner against Baltimore. Jared du Judy against uh, the Clippers, though. I think that uh, has a chance. Calvin Ridley against Carolina, though. That will be big. Good luck with Leonard Fournette. Uh, I wish you good luck with him. But, yeah, I'm going to go Elliot Nelson to pull this out to move to 5-3. and three, And Matt's Majestic team move to 3-5. and five. Next, let's go to Neil Dupre, not play, versus the Honeymooners. Right now, it's projected Neil Dupre, not play, 124, Honeymooners, 113. Patrick Mahomes against the Jets, yes, sir. I think that's an automatic win. Neil Dupre, not play. I am not even going to go in the other matchups. Have fun with that. Neil Dupre, not play, to beat the Honeymooners. Need to pray to move to five and three. Honeymooners to one and seven. Let's get to my awful matchup because Lambo Leapers, I don't know what you do. I don't know if you just jump on and move them out. I think you have a setting that makes this happen, that all your things are empty. I don't know what you're going to score, but it's going to be more than me. I am projected at 122, but it's not going to happen. I am projecting uh, Lambo Leapers to crush. I have a podcast. I am going to move to one and seven because fantasy sucks. All right, let's go to Big Burrow and Steel versus Blixum. A big matchup right now. Blixum projected 129 to Big Burrow and Steel, 114. We got Teddy 
two gloves starting against Atlanta with 22 points. I think that could go more. Meanwhile, Tannehill against Cincinnati after that loss. I think Tannehill will be somewhere close to 37 points. That's not good. Stefan Diggs against New, Orleans, New England's different defense. That's not good either. Uh, and going down, Aaron Jones against Minnesota. That looks like big points as well. I think Blixum is going to take this one against Big Burrow and Steel as you continue to wait for Christian McCaffrey to come back to pull up the back end of the season and hopefully carry you through the playoffs. I am taking Blixum to win against Big Burrow and Steel. Finally, we have the Champ vs. Avery's team. Both four and three teams. This is a very important game. Avery's team with Drake out. There's a zero on there. Let's go down to the bench to see what running back uh, you have. Leveus Murray. I think that's a very good one, very good replacement, at least for now. Uh, White on New England. But right now, I think the champs got this rolling. Russell Wilson against San Francisco. I think that is a big one. Uh, and yeah, I'm actually going to take the champ to beat Avery's team, the champ to move to five and three. I can't believe it, how you pulled that out, Elliot. But here we are. Uh, Avery's team moves to four and four. So that is this week's Bobcast. I just saw that I got a text from Brad about a guest appearance. We'll make that happen, Brad. I am very, very sorry, but... Another great Bobcast. Love you guys. The league continues to move on. NFL continues to be move on. Everyone stay safe. Love you. Peace out.